Hello, hello everyone. A deep breath in and a deep breath out. And uh, happy Tuesday. We are releasing this podcast on Tuesday. Uh, and this is the mindfulness podcast, right? The best podcast for, or uh, if you want to know more about mindfulness into a human side level, into you know, our corporates um, and with the people that are practicing or maybe just uh, starting the journey. And so Lele here and Pat is here with me. In Ciao, Pat. Ciao, Lele. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. So the the podcast starts, of course, with some news. And we have an amazing guest later on um, that is um, Lenka, and she is a psychologist, and she's going to talk a bit more about mindfulness from her perspective, right? So stay with us until the end of the news section, or just skip for you know a couple of minutes, so you get directly to Lenka. Um, so we we would start with uh, the, I think this is the main news for uh, for IBM, uh, Pat. So we have next week there is going to be the the summit, right? And the summit this year is called Welcome to Now. They call it like that. Uh, journeys to mindfulness. That was I mean. There are many. We already discussed a little bit about it. There are many different journeys. Right? So let me just tell the journey. One of the journeys is sharpen your beginner's mind. So it's a it's a journey for everybody that wants to start with mindfulness, that wants to you know know a bit more about it and how how can I begin with it. Then there is navigate stress and face difficulties. This is all about stress reduction. If you feel stressed and you wanna you know just reduce stress or whatever, there are sex sessions about it, practices that are helping that to you know think like you know how to reduce reduce anxiety, how to respond instead of react and so on. Then there is Thrive on the Frontline. This is a session, a journey with many sessions just for sellers. Like if you would like to know more about mindfulness for selling. So that's the journey for you. Then there is Connect Your Body and Mind. That is, uh, you know, about the importance of, you know, exercise or how to you know, connect the body. Like many, maybe started with yoga. And now they say like yoga and mindfulness, what is the connection, right? So this is the journey about it. There are topics like mindful eating or movement. Or, uh, you know, mindful exercise, right? Or how to bring a routine every day. And then the last journey, there are five, right? The last one is connect deeply with others. And here we talk about empathy, self-compassion, judgment, healthy relationships, and so on. So how does it work? It's like you have links below. We put also below in the podcast. Each link is enrolling you to the whole journey. And the whole journey is a package of many sessions, including practices. Now, you can enroll to the whole journey. Just click there and enroll to the whole journey. You can also... You know, enroll to all the journeys, but some are overlapping, so you, you will just have to listen to some of the recordings. Or you can just pick the session that is good for you. There is a, a, a fourth, a, a sixth link that is basically allow you to see all the sessions that are happening during the uh, 12th and 13th of October, and you can enroll to just the sessions that are interesting. One of these sessions is also with Mindful Path, right? Um, uh, that... Um, Pat and me and uh, Vicky Toki from the 3M and also Stephen Hickman uh, that is very expert in self-compassion. We will be all part of a panel conversation about self-compassion, like a discussion. Uh, so if you can join, you want to meet Pat and me and uh, live and you know, have a, ask your questions, this is going to be also an opportunity to do it on the, on the 12th of October. Um, time should be around 3 p.m. Central Eastern Time. Um, and uh, so 
you know, I encourage everyone to share the links, to enroll to the summit, uh, to welcome to now and uh, to learn more about mindfulness, to connect with others. Uh, there are some events as well. For example, there is a mindful connection event that is just for just splitting in breakout rooms and meet people randomly. That's also something nice to do, right? So just come for that. The announcement is here. There are videos and there are links. Um, we did our best in our volunteer setup, uh, but I'm sure it's going to be interesting. There are great, um, uh, great speakers. You can look at the events. Speakers like Rashik Parmar, for example, or Brandy Botner, uh, that are you know beautiful people, but also you know who is in IBM, who left IBM, but they both had something to do with with mindfulness. So I hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think, and also if there are any additional question about how to enroll or what is the best session to attend. Pat, what about you and Kindred? Looking forward to uh, is it, it's the fifth, yeah, the fifth mindfulness summit mm -hmm. at uh, at IBM. So looking forward to that, yeah, and please uh, please join the the session that we're doing around self compassion. So I'll put the link as well in our in our events and on our page. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for for Kindrels here and for non Kindrels on LinkedIn, you can you can check out our newsletter, and that has most of if every everything that I'm about to say. Uh, but the biggest things are we're kicking off our newest round of mindfulness courses for mm -hmm. the rest of the year, three weeks, six week, and eight weeks, as well as these half day of practices. Um, we're doing them in Spanish, in Portuguese in English oh. and also in Japanese this time around. Italian. Not Italian, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we're also, the, the Mindfulness at Kindrel community has partnered with an external app. Okay. So if you're a Kindrel, look for the, the links and you can enroll for a 60-day program uh, with nice. that. And during the week of the summit at IBM, it's also World Mental Health Week. And we have partnered with Corporate Health and Safety at Kindrel, as well as the yoga community. Mm -hmm. And we're doing lots of sessions around mental health and, and all of that. And I'm trying mm -hmm. something new out, Lele and, and the team, uh, open hours. Oh. So we'll see how, how the open hours go, where you can ask questions about the courses or mindfulness or, or whatever actually comes to your mind. So that's the latest news. Nice. I also, also in IBM, there is going to be on the 10, that is the mental health day, um, kind of events organized by the well-being. And I wonder, like, you know, Pat, why, why, maybe many people wonder, why is it so, there are so many events and why is it so fundamental to talk about mental health? Because it's, it's connected <laughs> to everything that we do. Uh, each yeah. one of us that's listening to this right now or checking it out has ahead and has a brain and it's mm. connected to financial well-being relationships nutrition body everything uh, and that's why i think it's important to not only have a dedicated day but also a dedicated week and i think there's also a dedicated month i don't know if it's march but there's a dedicated month to mental health uh, but i think every day is a nice day to take care of your mental health yeah, also because it might we might forget about the importance of it, and I think mm -hmm. mental health requires attention from yeah. our own perspective, like you thinking about your own mental health and how you are, and if it's, you know, if you feel that you're not feeling good, right, in certain moments, 
just in, to spend some time with it, right? There are so many, and now that's actually why these events are happening. There are resources and people you can contact to with, uh, and yeah. there are, you know, inspirations, practices, all of this to, to support because it's becoming more and more important now that we have uh, uh, things like Inst- Instagram or, or Facebook for the physical health support, right? Mm. So like people inspiring you to run and go around, it's like, okay, what about the mind, right? So it should also be yeah. uh, something to be inspired with, right? And it, and it, of course it looks less cool maybe than, you know, going to the gym and being super muscular or super fit because you cannot see it, right? It's very hard to see the mental health. Like if somebody is very happy or always happy or always calm, probably we just label this, yeah, this, this dude like, ah, he's that guy and that's how he is. Not about he's taking care of his mental health matter than me, right? That's never the conclusion, but might be also this conclusion, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Good. Hmm. So let's go for our guest. Let's go for our guest. Okay, okay. So um, today we have a special guest that I had the pleasure to meet in um, in in Slovakia, right, in the IBM office. But it's not an IBM, right? We talk about a psychologist, and we talk with uh, Lenka Uherova, uh, located in uh, Slovakia, right, and uh, expert uh, in in many things. But I discovered that when we were discussing about the evolution of the human psychology and uh, you know we were discussing as well about inclusion and how we can be more inclusive that uh, you knew something also about mindfulness right that for me was fascinating right that's why i wanted to bring the conversation so welcome lenka thank you for coming to the mindfulness podcast thank you Lola, for having me uh, so let's start with you and what you you know what you think about mindfulness in in general right I think in the modern world, uh, there is a huge need for uh, kind of abating down, soothing down because of the uh, amount of stimuli the modern world is producing, Mm -hmm. bombarding our brains with. And we can hear from a lot of kind of media and stuff like, what is this generation weaker? Like the generation to have, you know, a lot of depression and anxiety, etc., etc. Like what is going on? Is the generation weaker? Because the life was much, much harder in the past. Like what's going on? Of course, this is true. However, there was a huge change. And that is that we have never, ever experienced so much stimuli from outside world in the past. Um, Amount of colors, sounds, people stories, media, information, mm-hmm. much. And our brain has not yet go through the evolution to be okay with this. So we need to help it a little bit with our own techniques and skills. And the crucial skill in this to help the brain to suit down, to you know, um, quiet down a little bit, to be able to integrate and feel comfortable inside mm-hmm. one's body is actually mindfulness. So if we think back like, you know, Roman time or medieval time, so I I can imagine there are so many less devices. There are not always cars passing by, transport are much less, there is no TV or stuff around. So you can definitely imagine a world where there are less distraction and less inputs, right? So in this, then how to 
you know, how to face all of this uh, kind of new reality that we are not evolved for, let's say. How can we, so how, how would you bring mindfulness into it? When you mentioned the Roman times or, you know, the history, uh, people were doing mindfulness back then, but mm -hmm. they were not mentioning it or, or naming it like this. Um, you, you can imagine there was no electricity in the, in the history or there was in the past. There was not so much, you know, to actually stimulate you after dark. Mm -hmm. You know, so they were doing mindfulness like half a year because it was dark in the, you know, in the autumn uh, winter season. You know, at five o'clock there is dark. And so that's you it, sit yeah. on the porch, you think, you, you let your thoughts flow, you let your feelings flow, you are in contact with yourself, you know, but we prolonged the, the period of the day that we can perform and be stimulated. No, that's and the brain is overflown. And that is, the, and maybe um, the audience right now can think about, okay, Lenka, but what do you mean? What do you mean overflown, overwhelmed? What do you mean? It is the general feeling on, uh, of uncomfort, uh, uncomfort without you knowing what is going on. Like nothing bad is happening to me, mm -hmm. but you have this general discomfort with yourself, with your body, because it's too much of everything and it doesn't have to be bad you know it doesn't have to be bad stimuli but it's just too much yeah without considering that on top of all of this let's say external sources uh, like you know devices and so on we have uh, particularly you know in ibm or in whatever corporation there is the tasks that they need to do plus um I, you know our world is at least in, in a corporation how it works is that everyone somehow is uh, you know, individually responsible for his own task, right? But that means that you also need other people because you're an organization, like you're a big, big beehives, right? Like everybody has a little a job, but the only result yeah. is a collective result. So that everyone sends requests to everybody else, right? <laughs> so we are really overflowed as well with mutual requests. And, you know, we don't really know that we are overloading somebody else just by, you know, asking, can you just, you know, send me this file, right, or something like that. But in reality, we are, because if you add this with other 50, 60 requests a day, it's like that. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, what is your, um, um, you know, practice or, uh, you know, daily routine with mindfulness or anything you are, um, you know, recommended or doing yourself? Uh, I remember that every single psychotherapy training I've been on, mindfulness uh, mm -hmm. trainings were a crucial part of self-growth um, and uh, kind of maturing in a process of being a psychotherapist, mm -hmm. of being a mature individual that can actually guide uh, other clients and other people in. And a huge part of it was my own self-awareness and my own mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Because to be able to soothe down and uh, kind of quiet down what is going on inside of me mm -hmm. can help me to be more perceptive, to be more kind of understanding and um, more okay with people and their thoughts and their emotions and my own. Um, I remember one of my favorite um, mindfulness training that starts with the body because you can actually start in any level. 
Mm -hmm. You can start your mindfulness at a cognitive level, so your thoughts. You can start to, you know, notice your thoughts, um, be with them, like let them flow, not mm -hmm. catch any of it, not interpret any of it, you know, on a cognitive level. Then you can do your mindfulness uh, deeper a little bit, and that is your emotions, mm -hmm. your feelings, your emotions, uh, and your needs, by the way, that are connected to the emotions. So you can actually notice how you feel in certain situations, how you feel sitting here in this room with these people. What feelings does it um, kind of create when you look at that picture, when you look at this mm -hmm. person, when you look at that scenery. And then my favorite is actually doing the mindfulness through the body, mm -hmm. because this is actually the, the deepest level. You know, and I think that it has the most soothing um, influence on us. So you can actually close your eyes and put your hand somewhere around you. It doesn't matter where. You can put your hand on the floor, on the carpet floor, or you can touch piece of furniture, mm -hmm. or even your thigh, or even whatever uh, object you are having around you. Close your eyes and try to notice how many things you can name from mm -hmm. the sensation of your palm for example it's dry is it wet is it smooth is it rough is it warm is it cold is it nice feeling it's sharp it's whatever mm -hmm. notice everything that your single palm can notice from one object and this practice will show you how um, suited down the brain activity start to be mm -hmm. because it will be focused on the connection of uh, to your body and you will start to be grounded in your own body and and later you can you can uh, let the object go and then notice how it changed how it this activity changed mm -hmm. the overall comfort in your own body can I sense a tense somewhere in my body, in my mind? Can I sense some discomfort there? Mm -hmm. And if so, be there for a little while with that discomfort. This is actually my favorite um, activity because I realized that for my clients, when I uh, teach them mindfulness, this is the easiest one. Because when I tell them, um, notice your thoughts, they start to interpret and judge them right away. Yeah. When I tell them, notice your feelings, they are uh, telling me their thoughts. <laughs> and this is again overstimulating the brain. It's not working. It's not mindfulness. Yeah. But throughout the bodily sensations, they are more willing not to judge, just to perceive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's interesting as well that you said that the, the, the brain waves are changing, right? So, uh, so when you do some kind of meditation or mental silence or mindfulness practice, the, it, it changes from what? From gamma wave to, to alpha or beta wave, right? So it's, it's a different yes. type of how the brain... The, the thing, uh, yeah, we can, we can alter the wave um, when we do mindfulness, but there is even more how would I say, even better consequence that we can actually influence. And this mm -hmm. is a, a research, this is new neurological research that is only five years old. 
Okay. And it actually busted a myth that our brain stopped uh, growing when we reach puberty. Okay. And you know what? It's not true. They created an experiment and put uh, some control group, an experimental group of people willing to dedicate their uh, time to this research. And one group was practicing mindfulness uh, 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the control group, not. Okay, mm-hmm. they were living their lives as before. Before the experiment started, they measured their brain mass, like the capacity, the mass of the brain. Yeah. And after one year of doing this activity, and you know, they were trying to do the 15 minutes um, mindfulness meditation as often as they can. So they were like successful for 80, 90% of the days they were doing mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And the control group was not doing anything else. Like they continued in their life as, as before. Mm-hmm. After a year, uh, they again measured their brain mass. And it was 15% bigger in the experimental group. You can actually improve your own psyche, cognitions, and neurology, the, the central nervous system, with doing mindfulness. Yeah. And not doing anything, okay, your brain will not be the same. But when you have the option to actually improve and be more kind of comfort uh, with yourself and have a nice, nicer experience with your life, like 15 minutes a day, can you imagine? It's, yeah, it's, it's actually not so much, right? It's like at the end, you can do it before going to sleep if you want to or when yeah. you wake up or anytime, even when it's a break. But, you know, that, that's actually the main uh, shell to crack for, uh, even for the community, right? When we go to other people that, you know, they're not used to it, they they'll kind of reply like, yeah, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing my stuff. I read. I study. Uh, I know my emotions, right? Right? Okay. So uh, why should I spend time in just, you know, observing my breath or just touching something and feeling that thing? Like, it doesn't make sense to me, right? Uh, so, and... What what would you what would be the first thing to tell them, right? I would tell them that um, your body throughout the day react with stress reaction uh, without you knowing many times. Mm-hmm. So your uh, upper kidneys are producing adrenaline and cortisol without you knowing. A car honking at you, a person shouting at you for wrong parking. Uh, stressing email or whatever and your body produces something Mm -hmm. it reacts a lot of stimuli a lot of reactions of your body and do you want to kind of control these stressing hormones in your body Mm -hmm. well you can actually do it with mindfulness so when you come home and do your mindfulness or in the car you will come home in contact with you grounded being able to rest and enjoy your time. But coming home without the practicing, you will still have the residue of the stress, even though there is no stress around you, no stress stimuli around you. And a very nice uh, example was in a book of uh, Feeling of What Happens by Antonio Damasio. He's a neurologist. Mm -hmm. And he measured that uh, musicians, classical musicians can do this with their bodies, with their brains. Mm 
-hmm. and they do the mindfulness uh, right before practicing the musical piece. Mm -hmm. And he was measuring their brains and they were having the same waves like we are falling to sleep. And when they were in this stage, they produced the best musical pieces. Mm -hmm. They were completely in contact with themselves. Now we had also in the podcast like some sport coaches that were talking about how you know the only way for uh, uh, you know athletes to get to the next level is not training more the body, but is actually getting in the mind and uh, having them you know become more aware of of you know their movement and their preparation and anything else, right? So there are now sense. many mind mind coaches as well in sport. Um, but yes, we are, we are missing all the rest of, uh, you know, people that they're just having their life and they could just spend those 15 minutes to um, perhaps, you know, eventually it's really connected as well. Like, I think the, the biggest of the thread to uh, what we said, right, is, is still stress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but actually, what, what is then stress? Like, if we can define it to... So if I don't feel good, like my yeah. day is over, I don't cannot sleep and I'm stressed because of whatever, like what is it? Like, is it a task or is it uh, an emotion? It's natural physiological reaction to stimuli to perform. So it is actually making our body to perform, to make decisions, to pro- troubleshoot, to problem solve. Mm-hmm. It's natural, it's healthy, it's supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. However, as I mentioned, we have the stress reaction, physiological stress reaction, more often than our ancestors. Yeah. So we need to uh, willingly and awarely control it and soothing it down. You know, uh, in uh, Rutger Bergman's book, uh, Humankind, he is measuring this on a timeline. Like uh, 1,000 years ago, it was not possible to meet more than 100 people throughout your life. Yeah. You know, and measure it in a sense of stimuli. Now who has only other 100 friends on Facebook is a miserable guy, right? I don't know, like uh, 100 years ago, again, like we, the, the urbanization, the, the, the world is changing. So our body is Asian, you know? Uh, last 100,000 years, the body of Homo sapiens as a species have not changed. The brain have not changed, mm-hmm. but the world changed so much. So let's help the brain a little bit. Yeah. Let's help him to um, be comfortable in this loud world by gaining the ability to mm. down. Also, because in, in everybody that is listening now in your lifetime is not going to change. It takes million yeah. <laughs> years for evolution. Right? So you've got to do something. Exactly. Yeah. You need to help it <laughs> from inside because we cannot really, um, you know, quiet down the outside world and the, the evolution and everything, the technology, but we can learn how to quiet down the insides, you know. Uh, is it true that then, you know, when somebody is angry, right? is never the fault of the others. It's always your own fault, right? I would not use the word fault. Okay. But I will just um, explain it uh, through, um, because this you will find this uh, in mentioned in many of the psychology book that yeah. you give emotions and everything. And it is true. 
And some of my clients, when they are facing this uh, kind of fact, they are really angry with me. Because, but when is somebody shouting or when is somebody mean to me, you know, they are creating the emotion. Uh, no, it is a stimuli. And how you judge it create an emotion. So it doesn't mean that people can shout at you and be, you know, is respectful. I'm not telling you this, but I'm not, I'm just telling that the mechanism, the, the process inside is that the stimuli is always neutral. The stimuli is always neutral. Mm -hmm. Inside myself, my brain put a judgment. If it is threatening, disrespecting, this is a judgment. And that creates an emotion. Mm -hmm. okay. So, uh, and how this can help you to regulate yourself and to uh, actually not be stressed all the time is mm -hmm. realizing this, you know, because when I only uh, react without the awareness, without the uh, awareness of what is happening in me and I only react, so we will fight together like, you know, bunch of animals. Yeah. But when I realize right now, my own brain is putting a judgment to this kind of stimuli. It gives me a new perspective and I can choose a reaction. Mm -hmm. My reaction chooses me and control me. Mm -hmm. I choose a reaction. And my life is easier. Yeah. You know? Because I have the, the thing that we are more, most comfortable is in when we have control, feeling of control, of our own life. Mm. And also any of your response is going to get wiser and wiser because you are aware of how exactly. to respond, right? Instead of just so rather rather angry, than right? rather than shouting back at the person, yeah. I can say, you know, uh, this feels really uncomfortable to me, feels disrespecting. So I need to get out of this situation right now. Yeah. So you be know? aware and to be to improve your awareness, practice mindfulness. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Linka, it's uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I uh, hopefully to be continued. We can have more conversation. I think it's very fascinating, and I'm I would have million questions to keep asking. <laughs> uh, but you know, I give you just the the you know opportunity. Maybe anything else you would like to share before we close with our audience? Anything? Um, as a, if you don't have fifteen minutes a day, guys just five minutes every other day will always make the difference and you will feel the difference right away after a few times and you will feel the difference and you will be hooked because your life will be more comfortable thank you very much thank okay, you so this was elenka oherova thank you for being here uh, come again and for all of you listening thank you for for listening and have a lovely mindful week thank you very much bye bye bye, -bye.